0: Being connected to the vine, the the source of love itself, love personified, is the very thing that often propels us beyond even what we thought were our own limits. And when we discount that opportunity to take him up on his offer, to be connected to that vine, you know, like he said, apart from him, we can do nothing. And I found that to be incredibly true.
1: Welcome to the God is my CEO show. I'm your host, Gail Chaki. I am an entrepreneur, teacher, prayer warrior, and founder of the Impact Makers Journey Mastermind. I am passionate about helping Christian entrepreneurs transform their businesses through the power of God's mighty word. So tell me, are you intrigued by the thought of operating your business with the Lord at the center? great, then you're in the perfect place. On this podcast, you'll learn why you need to focus on kingdom impact and how you can take those first simple steps towards making God your CEO. Get ready to hear stories from the Bible and interviews from modern Christian entrepreneurs for practical application in your business. This is a podcast to empower Christian entrepreneurs to rise up and magnify business success for God's glory. Are you ready to join the movement? Let's go. I am very excited today to have the pleasure to introduce David Caresso. He is the founder of Beacon Leaders, an organization with the vision to be the world's leading catalyst for compassionate leaders that execute their purpose authentically, boldly, and passionately. As he sought the purpose for his life, David discovered a passion and ability to inspire and bring people together. Like many others, David often feels limited by his own self-doubt and fear. But with great people at his side, personal discipline, perseverance through difficulty, and a willingness to act with courage, he has been able to positively impact the lives of others. His desire is to inspire others to do the same. David is also the father of four amazing children and his lovely wife of over 20 years. He enjoys hiking, reading nonfiction books, writing, Some competitive games and running. He is also a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, and speaker with a passion for leadership and purposeful living. Welcome, David. I am so glad you could take time out of your busy day to chat with us.
0: It is my pleasure, Gail. Uh, Certainly happy to be here and to join you for the conversation we're going to have today. I'm excited.
1: Maya. And David and I really uh, just met through networking. It was definitely a God contact, but it's just so important to network. So I'm going to start with the beginning, the big question here. And how were you inspired to start this wonderful business you have?
0: Sure. So that that sort of goes back to 2012 for me. Um, at that time, I was about not quite a year into relocating from Detroit to Atlanta, and I had a really hard time with it. My family had a really hard time with it. Uh, you you never quite are ready for a major transition in life until you get there and realize what you're going to be facing. And I say a general rule of thumb is about a year before you're you're kind of starting to get into the swing of things. But during that time, uh, my marriage was struggling. I was personally struggling. I was struggling at work. Uh, And unfortunately, I had one friend at the time that was local in the area, and I was putting all of that on him. And that ended up going south as well. So I was sort of in a bad place, got really down and depressed. But during that time, I also was very interested in learning some more things at work and, and really what it what it means to be a leader. Mm, And a mentor of mine recommended a book by John C. Maxwell, The 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader. And when I read that book, it completely transformed my way of seeing leadership. That was also coupled with the challenge that the pastor at our church uh, gave us at the time. He challenged us to read the New Testament of the Bible before the end of the year. And at, at that time, I was a relatively new Christian. And so I hadn't really read much of the Bible. Prayer was uh, still kind of weird to me. <laughs> so I, I not only decided to take him up on the challenge, I decided to start praying on my way to work every day. That became a daily practice for me while simultaneously going through this experience of reading the book. And what it did is it really opened my eyes to this fact that I was focusing all of my attention on myself and what wasn't going well and what I didn't like and what I wanted. And it was just drowning out the goodness that God could actually do in my life. But when my eyes sort of became open, if you will, I started seeing that there were others all around me that needed encouragement on a regular basis. People were struggling. Most of us are out there (laughs) struggling with something. Um, But if we're not careful, we miss the opportunity to speak life into their lives. And so I started moving towards uh, doing that and being more intentional about it. Um, Later, I said, "Okay, I'm scrolling through a a Facebook feed and I catch an ad that talks about how you could be a, a speaker, leader, just like John Maxwell. And I got really excited. I want to be part of that. It's so long story short, I dove into it, I got involved in the program, and, and here I am uh, with a coaching, speaking, training business that I'm wanting to start. And, you know, there's a lot more to that, Gail, but it, it's quite a journey to start a business, as you well know, but that's how it began for me.
1: Yeah, and, and that's just amazing, you know, and, and when the Lord puts things in action, I mean, you went from depression to intentionality. To action, right? I mean, prayer was thrown in there, but but to action. And and we know none of this was by accident. And, And so many of us, especially solo entrepreneurs, we find ourselves going through something. And then the Lord says, okay, I've brought you to the other side. But now your job is to bring that to others. There's always a purpose.
0: That's right. I like uh, what you said, too, that Soren Kierkegaard has a quote that life is better understood backwards. And sometimes when we're going through things, we don't catch that, right, until we look back and we really do see there is a purpose in everything, even the struggle.
1: Right. And, and, you know, there's so many of us. I I know that I find, and I I don't mean to be church bashing here at all, but, but in church, we don't often or ever learn about how to bring that faith into our business, whether we're a business leader, an entrepreneur, or just somebody going to work every day. You know, how do we do this? So I know that many of us go to church, but yet we haven't brought the Lord into our business building journey. And you're kind of an expert on that, right? So a work in progress, skill. Work in progress, I like that, I'll take that
0: one too. It's an interesting point that you make too, about how we haven't learned to bring that faith in, and it's to the believer's detriment, right? Especially the believing entrepreneur, because the being connected to the vine, the, the source of love itself, love personified, is the very thing that often propels us beyond even what we thought were our own limits, And when we discount that opportunity to take him up on his offer, to be connected to that vine, you know, like he said, apart from him, we can do nothing. And I found that to be incredibly true. I'm even listening to one of your prior podcast episodes, and they were talking about how, you know, when we fail to trust God. Like we're we're, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle through that. So I want to be better about learning to trust the Lord too, as my CEO, but just the author of my life in general, because without that, I truly can't do anything. And I've learned that from experience.
1: Yeah. And it's it's so interesting because, you you know, the reality is the Lord has it all there for us through the form of his love, right? We just went through Valentine's Day. And it's like he first loved us, which is why we can love others. And yet, the enemy, the last thing he wants us to do is have a faith filled business, right? So, as we're going through this, if we're not keeping the Lord at the forefront of our business, um, the enemy is right there, bringing in imposter syndrome and all the other avenues that business owners go through. So, tell us a little bit about that. What are some of the things that are hindered or blocked? For business owners, why is it so hard to bring the Lord into their business?
0: Well, um, I actually have a few things (laughs) depending on how time goes, we'll we'll dive right in. So identity issues, right, is sort of the one of the first things that that I'd love to get into on this topic. Um, and you know, I speak for myself, I can't necessarily speak for everybody, but I'm willing to bet some others out there struggle with these things. But Allowing old lies to keep us from the truth about who we actually are is a huge, huge blocker. And one of the things I found out that depression, anxiety, and things that a lot of people are struggling with these days, believers and non-believers, a lot of that just comes from being out of alignment with the design that God had for our lives and out of alignment with the truth about who he says we actually are. And what I found is that when we are operating out of alignment like that, it brings us to this dark place. We end up in a place of isolation. And because of that, our eyes become dulled and blurry, and we can't see the things that he's placing right before us as either opportunity or, or something that we're supposed to learn from and grow from. And you end up uh, really just turning inward, staying inside your head. And this is definitely a tactic of the enemy, right? To divide and destroy, starting with you as the individual. And then that then bleeds out into everybody else around you as well. So it's, it's important to know that God's goodness is hard to see because it's hindered by some of these places of isolation and looking, staying inside your head. That's a huge blocker.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. And then, you know, when you realize, okay, I I do need to go out, I do need to look, and not that there aren't great things in the secular world for business, there are wonderful trainings, but their version of treasures and what's important as a business person is very different from what, a business believer's perspective is right. We want treasures to store up in heaven. We do need to have a profitable business, absolutely, our kingdom business. But so it's it's really interesting that if we look to the wrong place, even when we know we're in that deep valley, it can actually get worse.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It can definitely get worse. Looking at the, so. Here's another point that I I really want to bring up on this too, Egypt, right? This is uh, something that I've thought about a lot. I have often found myself wanting to go back, right? And it's interesting because Israel wanted to go back too when Moses began to lead them to the Promised Land, and and maybe we can relate business a little bit like that because you are literally leaving what was, you're entering a wilderness territory. With, with eventually the goal of sort of arriving at this sort of promised land. What is that goal that dream that you have for your business? But they didn't really know what that was gonna be like before they left. And so they celebrated and they were excited at God setting them free. But once they got to the wilderness and they encountered all the unknowns, you remember the story, Gail, they suddenly wanted to go back to Egypt. Now, here's the thing, right? And I, the Lord told me this several weeks back. Egypt isn't a place, it's a heart position. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have to have a physical place to go back to, but sometimes mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually, we miss the place we used to be simply because it was comfortable there. And we we often get caught up in what's over there instead of facing what's right here in front of us in this moment, because it's In the moment of the present, that's where our true power always lies. We can have a future-oriented focus or we can have a past-oriented focus, which again, separates us from what we have in front of us right now. And so I think think it's important to remember that if we want to progress, we're going to have to deal with ourselves in terms of how God wants to shape us today. And and even this too, Gail. we often hear it's not about us when we're developing things. And that's true. There is a lot of truth in the fact that everything we're doing is meant to serve people. It's meant to bless people, that God wants to do a powerful thing through us because we're his ambassador, we're his hands and feet. We hear these things. But I would also add to that, that it also has everything to do with who we become in the process, because just like the other people that we serve. God values us just the same. We are his children as well. And so if we are to reach that full potential of who he created us to be so that we can be this great tool that he uses, then we have to allow him to love us. And, and that sounds so foundational, maybe trivial even to some, but we've all heard God loves us. But do we really believe that? Do we really believe at our core That we are loved despite ourselves, (laughs) despite our hangups, despite our struggles, despite our what I call brand of weaknesses. Because we all have a brand. And sometimes, especially nowadays, we're so polarized, even in the body of Christ, that we pick at each other. Ironically, I was just hearing about this on the radio. Advertisements went out on the Super Bowl and believers were picking at the way the advertisement was done because they felt it dumbed down what God was capable of, but not realizing, hey, it was the Super Bowl and Jesus was put on display. What a blessing that is. But to allow love in, to actually recognize that, hey, I'm, I have a brand of weakness. Maybe I have more than one. And he said that while I was in that position, while I was at my weakest point, That's when he chose to give himself up. And let's not forget that it was 2,000 years before now when he had you and I, Gail, on his mind, on the cross, when he gave up his life. That means every sin, every shortcoming was in the future. (laughs) And I think we forget that too. So let love be the foundation. And that begins to open up doors too, because that hindered blockage of our vision our spiritual vision begins to unlock when we actually begin to trust him because it's at that moment that we see his goodness
1: It's it's really kind of interesting so many different points there and we're limited to our time but but i know one of the things um that that kind of jumped out at me is Talking about love and knowing that he loves us despite our weaknesses also applies to you as a business person and bringing him into our business. And I think one of the hardest things to understand is that he's using your role as a business person now, David, to also grow your faith. Yes. And that's a hard piece, right? That's not not always easy because... You may lose um, your best client or something happens. And it's hard to thank the Lord for things that you don't understand, just like it is in your personal life. And I think as business owners, we have to realize this. He has not just called us to serve others. Of course, he has and to shine his light through others through our business. But he has called us to be a business owner to use this as a method to also grow our faith. That's right. And, and I think that that we really need to band together and support one another. And I know you're a big believer in um, community. So can you speak on that for a bit?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So that was one of the other sort of blockers, right? And moving forward in business is not being surrounded, not just by community, but like-minded community. We talk a lot about being equally yoked in terms of marriage, but what about in business? Right? When we don't share the same values, that too can be a hindrance. But I found myself in some dark places, especially in the last couple of years, where I began to isolate myself. And let me tell you, right now, uh, isolating yourself uh, is like being the the last deer in the pack when the <laughs> lion's trying to pick you off. You don't want to be there. Uh, you'll you'll experience that depression, and anxiety we talked about on a level that you never saw coming. Uh, but how critical it was in past moments when I reached out to a brother in Christ and received that encouragement or to have business partners that were willing to come alongside, recommend ideas, encourage you in the word, and just kind of be that supporting person right there. You know what? Hebrews 3.13 is a good one. That's, That's a special verse. As long as it's called today, encourage one another so that your hearts are not hardened and you don't fall into the deceitfulness of sin. That scripture is pivotal on my journey because it reminds me that every single day, as long as there's breath in our bodies, we need encouragement. And this is a big part of what community is about. It's not just getting the business tasks done. It's about staying charged up in what you actually believe and and not letting the enemy get inside your head and having people next to you that can hold you up when you begin to fall. We know the word talks about that. When one falls, others can help lift you up. And sometimes you get to be the lifter and sometimes you get to be the lifted. But the key here is do not isolate, right? Because the moment we do that, we give the enemy that little bit of a foothold to drag us back and hold us back from what God is intending to do through us.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so true. And and I have experienced this. And, you know, I I know when the, the whole pandemic was going on, you know, many different countries, the whole world, right, dealt with isolation. And we're still looking at the different effects of, you know, what that's done to children and, you know, different things, right. But as solo entrepreneurs or small businesses, See, we're always to some extent in that environment. So, so I didn't get to go back to work and the whole office of people or flex time or whatever. And it's even it's important to everyone, but even more important when you're a small business owner operating in a secular world that you take time and put that time into your business to mingle with others and um, podcasting and Zoom and you know things like that are the way that we can support one another and if you have a community that you're fortunate enough where you can go and meet together that there's something in your community that's wonderful as well but it's huge because i i can you can just kind of feel the enemy you know just sitting there waiting for you to fall waiting for you to say oh i'm too tired oh i'm gonna skip that meeting right and and these are lifelines you know, and this connection you and I made, you, you know, like I said in the beginning, this is a God connection, and we're here to support one another um, through various means. So, you know, we have a lot of um, different business leaders and entrepreneurs, different levels of experience in our audience today, and you've spoken about a few different topics. So I'm going to ask you to do something difficult in a few short words. What would be the advice that you would like to give to anyone, no matter where they are on their journey? What's the most important thing? I know that's hard to do, but.
0: In today's time. Yes. right. I I honestly feel that the biggest thing I could say right now on that front is to stay away from extremes. And mm-hmm. here's, what, here's what I mean by this. I mentioned the polarized time that we're living in. And, and I also want to bring a little bit of scripture into this. Paul says, I, I've learned to be content with little, and I've been, learned to be content with a lot. And, and essentially what I'm hearing there, right, is whether it's this extreme or that extreme, I can I can be present with both. And so um, one of the things I, I even teach my kids is a lot of times when we pick hot topics of our time or a, a particular issue, You'll find a crowd on one side and a crowd on the other that really argue a strong point for both. But what I found is that the answer is is usually in the middle. And so I have now experienced a, a lot and a little, and there are, believe it or not, things and choices that I've made in my life that I didn't think that I'd have to make until I arrived in that season of my life. And suddenly things began to start making more sense. And so what I would say in our very polarized time to grow as a business owner and as an individual, take time to listen to quote unquote, both sides and realize that there's good in both sides. The answer is usually in the middle, stay away from the extremes.
1: Beautiful. And, And I know that that you also focus on God's grace a lot?
0: I do. Yes. God's grace. So that right there Remember earlier when I said that we focus on there and not here, and sometimes we're not happy with who we are here, or we're not happy with the circumstances right now, especially when it comes to business, because it can be very volatile, and our economy is, is definitely putting some pressure on that right now. And so allowing ourselves to receive the goodness of God, not just from him directly, but from the people that he's placed in their lives. Some of us aren't as trusting as others and when we when we experience a lack of trust with God what we often don't mention is that tends to transcend into the people that are around us as well we tend to lack trust for them and if we go even deeper we often end up creating an environment that makes us maybe appear less trusting because we change how we show up when we lack that trust and so sitting with the discomfort sitting with hey, I'm, I'm not necessarily happy with where I am or I'm not happy with the circumstances of my life right now, but God still believes in me. He promised he would never leave or forsake me. He's still with me. He's still working in my life and he still loves me the same as he did when everything was going well. Accepting that at your core is often the one thing that keeps you going when everything else makes you wanna shut down. So yeah, God's grace keep, going. You know.
1: Thank you. Thank you for your transparency today, David. And I know you do a lot of um working with individuals, and I will have your information available in the show notes. but can you um, tell us a little bit about um, special offers or anything you have coming up that you'd like to share?
0: Sure. Uh, so I, I don't have anything big coming up, but I do want to take this opportunity to invite anyone who's willing to go a little bit deeper. Uh, into a coaching conversation I would be happy to offer a free coaching session actually to anybody who's uh, up up to take me up on that offer Uh, just spend an hour getting to know you and diving into some areas that you may be struggling with as business owners or maybe just personally I do tend to focus on men uh, but I'm certainly open to women if there are any women out there on your show listening that are interested
1: Thank you. And by the way, that is big. (laughs) A coaching session for free is big. So thank you. And thank you so much for being with us today. It's been wonderful. And may God bless you and the work that you're
0: doing. You as well, Gail. Thank you.
1: You know that you were called to be a business owner for such a time as this by the King of Kings. You have accepted his calling and want to make a difference in the world. It's not easy to be out there alone, is it? That's why I created the Esther Circle for Women Business Owners. In the Esther Circle, you will enjoy genuine community, trusted support, and ongoing collaboration with other business believers, organic brainstorming, and feedback on growing your business with God as your CEO strategic application of the truth of scripture to your business, and supportive prayer time for powerful breakthroughs. More information about the Esther Circle can be found in the show notes. I can't wait to welcome you to the circle. See you soon.